Coming up, we've got your game day preview with the Brooklyn Nets trying to get some revenge on the Miami Heat who started the three-game slide for the Nets. We dive in on the betting lines, the key matchups, and our predictions coming up next. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ah, yes, my friends, it is the Locked On Nets podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day. He's Doug Norrie. I'm Adam Armbrecht, and it is the game day preview, Doug, where we start to, I think, recalibrate where the Brooklyn Nets are in the hierarchy of things, visiting with the Miami Heat for the third time now this season. Yeah, it feels like they play the Heat every game uh, at this point. Uh, sometimes this is the way the schedule works out with, you know, the algorithm that makes the schedule. Most times they can just kind of spread it out in an even way. And sometimes it feels like you see Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo or the entire team, the, the same team over and over and over again. And that was where we feel like we are probably a little bit when it comes to the Heat. But third game, third matchup already this season. The series uh, is tied one-to-one after – they just uh, obviously lost the last game down in Miami, disappointing loss. And like you said, started a losing skid that sometimes when you're in the middle of a losing streak, it feels like you're never going to break out of it. And that's why sports are great, because it all it takes is one game for you to feel like everything's back on track and the mood, the mood is reset around all things. Uh, here's to hoping that's what happens here at Barclays tonight. Yeah, for sure. And this is a game where you'll go over on the money line on FanDuel Sportsbook. It's going to be plus 150 for the Miami Heat, plus four for the Miami Heat if you want to get the spread and over under. Get right back in the sweet spot now, Doug. After the Nets played uh, that last game against, obviously, a team where you expected it to be high-scoring affair, the Atlanta Hawks, 216 over under. That's pretty much where the Nets live game to game over the course of the season. And I, this line has actually moved a little bit because this was at minus, Nets minus three and now it's minus four. Sometimes that can signify some hesitancy in the markets around like who might be playing. There is mm-hmm. some chance the, the Heat are coming on a back-to-back here as well. Um, so I think there's probably some world where this is a slight hedge against the chance that Jimmy Butler might not play tonight. It's a back-to-back for him. It's unclear if they're going to like want to roll some rest with him. I don't think he's played a, black, a back-to-back this season. He hasn't now that I look at it. So I think that there's a world where the Heat don't play don't play with Jimmy. They did have they lost Duncan Robinson for last game also. So because I was a little bit surprised when I saw this minus four even yeah. at home, um, just because of that. But and again, by the way, when we it really switched almost when we started doing this podcast because when I opened it, it was minus three, and when you said it was minus four, I was like, oh, that's wrong. But then you were right because I had to refresh and that had moved. So I think that there's probably a world where this is indicating that there's some chance that Jimmy sits. That would obviously help the Nets. Now, Nets, uh, excuse me, Heater on the back-to-back. We thought that was going to be a real big help for the Nets against Atlanta. Uh, you know, It was. Last. They almost won. So it was a spoiler. So it kept them in the game, maybe, uh, where they weren't able to weren't able to pull it off. But you know, I think in terms sometimes you need a little luck around these things, around you know to who teams are willing to play and sort of where you catch teams in the schedule. Sometimes it's going to work out for you. Never root for injuries, but if the Heat were going to sit Jimmy Butler out, I'm also when it comes to the Nets, mm-hmm. not interested in having to see all the stars. I, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine if the guy needs a little rest. The guy needs to sit it out. The guy needs to you know sip his tea and do whatever he needs to do to feel better then let's just do that. They did have to sit Bam out of bio out two games ago. 
uh, Thomas Bryant got the start, but it looks like Bam will be back. So interesting things. To, just the reason I bring this up is because sometimes it's interesting to look at these lines ahead of time and try to judge like sort of what this is telling us. And I think that like that is at least to me, who's looked at this stuff a lot over many, many years, like that is the signal to me that this is what might be happening. I want we'll to keep an eye out for it. Yeah, I, I, you'd safely assume, right, based on the last game these two teams played against each other and then just based on who the rosters are. Like, the Nets are, are supposed to be teams that are the underdog in most of the matchups, especially against a team like the Miami Heat. If we're going to maybe talk about no Jimmy Butler, obviously, when you look at Miami, I do just wonder about taking out one player like that, and even just matchup-wise, right? It doesn't matter. But we saw this last time these two teams met. Jimmy Butler went off. And I wonder if coming out of this Pacers game where the Nets still have had plenty of rest now following it, is this the kickoff for Mikhail Bridges? Does it change the mentality here for him in the short term with no Cam Thomas still back for the Brooklyn Nets where he says, okay, like I, I popped off for 40 plus point game. I, I should be able to do this. And there's the world where if the Nets played any level of defense against that in that last game, that it would have been fine that Mikhail Bridges can be a more offensive minded player and allow the other guys to figure it out. Cause as we've talked about now, the last handful of games, the nets have not been playing good defense. So you need to check one of these boxes and Mikhail, at least for right now is the top dog to take over on that end of the floor and say, everybody else needs to lock things up defensively. Nick Claxton, even Cameron Johnson and otherwise maybe Dorian Finney Smith as well. Who's kind of tapered off on the offensive end. Yeah, look, Mikhail was great last game, 16 to 31. Obviously, we thought we lamented after the fact that losing a game in which he dropped 45 is always a real, real tough burn because those are the ones when he's your best player, you kind of just have to win. It's you're not contractually contractually obligated to do it, but it feels way worse when a guy when your best player goes completely off and you can't secure a victory, right? But if it's a sign of things to come with him, you know, getting back, we saw him get back into the mid range a lot. Uh, we saw him trying to attack the rim. He was not very successful on the rim attacks, but there was an effort to do it. Like he had a lot of rim attempts. They just weren't going down. Some were really close, like sort of in and out kind of a variety. I feel like that kind of stuff will normalize over time. Um, and we saw him take you know fewer three pointers than he had taken, and then he or sort of that he had we'd seen him take. They had been lumpy with the threes, right? He had taken two the game before, but three games before that he had taken fourteen, right? But yeah. six and thirty six and forty four minutes is below his per minute average on the three point attempts. So it's just good to kind of factor in where he was on the minutes. I think with him, if we know that like, you know, Miami's going to play some drop stuff with bam where they're going to, if they're, if they're without Jimmy Butler or even with him, that they're going to be able sort of be able to be more attacked on defense. I do think we probably continue to see an effort on the net side to get Mikhail into this game, into these kinds of games. And, with or without Jimmy, I don't think it's going to matter. It's it's markedly easier without him. And when you're facing, you know, Kyle Lowry and Josh Richardson and got, you know, maybe some Caleb Martin and these guys who are going to get more minutes. But overall, I mean, would you agree that like that last version of him is what they need to see sort of nightly? Or is that like even is that like way too much to ask in terms of bridges? Yeah, yeah. The 31 shot attempts is going to be hard to get every single night, obviously. But 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 the the intentional offensive sets that were about the ball is in your hands and you make the decision, right? I think that's the part of it that I hasn't bothered me, but I think we've kept making these little notes throughout the start of the season is okay. Mikhail Bridges is playing off ball and he's not touching it 
over the course of one offensive possession, two offensive possessions. We believe in Spencer Dinwiddie at times. We believe in Cameron Johnson. But again, as I think Doug and I always agree, the hierarchy is best players on your roster need to touch the ball the most to give your team the best chance to win games. So whether or not it's him going for 45 points or not, that that doesn't matter, but it needs to be a version of a player that's getting enough volume to say, I can go for 25, I can go for 30, especially in certain games, right? You need to be able to dial him up for key matchups. And it feels like a Miami game, especially maybe with some of these players that won't be there for the Heat, you'd say, okay, like dial it up again. You should be a 30-plus scorer tonight, and everyone else should be serving that agenda. Spencer Dinwiddie especially. No Ben Simmons, as we know. Spencer Dinwiddie needs to be the table setter here. Maybe it ends up being, as we've seen, some more minutes from Trendon Watford over the last couple of games. He's a guy that can push the pace. He's a guy that can be the point forward for you, right? Everything should be get it across the line, get it into Mikhail's hands, and let him dictate what we want these offensive sets to look like. Yeah, I agree. And I think that like if we see some kind of combination of what we saw out of McHale and what we saw out of Dinwiddie last game in terms mm-hmm. of like table, like you said, table setting slash scoring, because Dinwiddie's 12 assists was one of his was his best mark of the season. I mean, he had a pretty excellent game from that standpoint. The shooting was was rough at nine for 23, right? He took the second most shots on the team on the team. But yeah, we got to see those two guys just sort of being the engines of the offense. They really don't have many other options except for Lonnie Walker. Like they, in terms of on ball yeah. juice. It's just really not there for this team. Um, and so those guys just have to drive it. A couple final notes here. I have a couple. It's actually, man, our friends over at FanDuel get real so good with this stuff. Because um, uh, firsthand, I want to mend one thing I said at the beginning about my suspicion that the line had moved because of the Jimmy news. That is confirmed to me by our friends over in FanDuel, not because I've spoken with anybody, because if you look at player props, they have they have no player props up for Miami right now. So that there means is. there's there's that means there's uncertainty on that around just like even wanting to set markets on you know who's going to do what, and that is only done when there's uncertainty around around player status. So there's no lines on that. A couple other uh, interesting notes, just sort of where FanDuel is living uh, in terms of some player combos right now. Uh, Mikhail Bridges, <laughs> this uh, sometimes it's so amazing with this stuff. So, uh, Mikhail Bridges at 33 and a half points plus rebounds plus assists, and Dinwiddie's at 26 and a half. And I, for those that know, I do kind of I do uh projections full time, uh, in yeah. terms of just player projections. And I had um, this guy's like, oh, these are good numbers. I have Spencer Dinwiddie at exactly 26 and a half points plus rebounds plus assists, and I have Mikhail Bridges at 33.3 instead of 33.5. Um, again, these are not built off the FanDuel markets, but. To have them be within one is just dead on, and one is uh one is within point two. The reason I like points plus assists plus rebounds over on Fanduel, and if you are into these markets, I would suggest you get into this too. These ones I feel like are the most correlated with just minutes on the court, right? Because yeah. while you can sort of sustain bad shooting nights off these numbers, but minutes on the court are going to correlate really high to just being able to have the opportunity to get this stuff. If you believe that 37, this is how granular you can get. If you believe 37 plus minutes is in the is in those cards for Dinwiddie, I would like the over on the 26 and a half. I'm just worried because I I have a 36 minutes, and if it's at 36, it's dead on. If it's 37, then I think or 37 or plus because they really need to keep him on the court. Then I I, I really like the over on that number. I'd be hesitant to go here on McHale because there's juice on the over, and I think that it would take a few minutes extra on this to actually get him there. But I. If you are really bullish on Dinwiddie staying on the court for a long time in this game, then I do like the over 26 and a half points plus rebounds plus assists. I don't like it. I love it, Doug. And if I was going to put together a little same game parlay here, you can go ahead and take a look at Nicholas Claxton getting eight plus rebounds. We'll take that because he's the only guy getting rebounds for this team. Spencer Dinwiddie, six plus assists. We said that needs to set the table here to have this team be successful. 
three plus three pointers for one Cameron Johnson. A little known fact in that last game, like he kind of woke up a little bit. He's been a little sluggish yeah. coming back from his injury. So you saw him come to life, expect him to be playing well. And then here's the real bugaboo. If you go with Mikhail Bridges for 20 plus points, which now the way we're talking about, it, I should be more bullish plus 348 if you add him in on that four way parlay. But if you're a dog, if you got a little bit of fight in you, you go ahead. You add in the Mikhail Bridges plus 25 points. Now we're plus seven, 573. Now we're cooking. Now we're having a time where you came out of Thanksgiving. You're a little bit sluggish on a Saturday. Put coin in your pocket. Be bullish. And we're also excited because the game starts at six and not seven thirty. And for a couple Woo! old guys like the, a couple old guys like these guys, you like the the earlier start time is just get you excited. <laughs> Over under on Doug and Adam being excited about earlier games. Well, I, I will get out of here, but you know you've reached a certain point in life. When I looked at the schedule, I'm like six o'clock. I feel like I won the life lottery. Oh come my on. god, come on, baby. All right, we will be back. Um, we'll, we're gonna be here all weekend, right? So uh, make sure at minimum we'll be here at, after Sunday's game because that's our on the back to back. So make sure you're over on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube to know when we're going live. That's always a little hit or miss. Uh, that's just because the live stuff is like that. But you have to be subscribed. If you're subscribed on YouTube, it can just only be hit for you because you're only going to know when it's going on. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it for us. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe over on YouTube. Basketball, basketball, basketball. Oh, basketball. and you close the episode. So I'll say we'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball. Keep <laughs> <Game> review. <laughs>